Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for Fan Mail Fridays, where we'll be answering your questions and dropping some knowledge and feedback to help you kick the weekend off right. If you're new to the Art of Charm podcast, this is not the best place to start. Most of our content is much more in-depth and longer format, so check out the best of at theartofcharm.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. That's where we've got the fundamentals of body language and nonverbal communication, attraction, negotiation, networking, and everything else we teach here at The Art of Charm. All right, let's cut to it. Dear Jordan, I love your show, and I take every opportunity to spread the word about AOC. It's rare that I find an episode that I don't like. That being said, I think the Cal Newport episode left me in a weird place. As a construction engineer by day, entrepreneur by night, Cal made my dream of starting my own business seem silly and misguided. While I find myself in great standing at my day job, I can't help but strive to work for myself in another industry, one in which I didn't have much experience to start with. I feel that the many open-minded and entrepreneurial interviewees on your show would tell me my endeavor is not simply a shot in the dark, that the combination of my education and my drive could overcome the setback of entering a new profession. Just last week, you had Cameron Harold on your show talking about how entrepreneurs aren't your usual crowd, how they are ready to hop on the roller coaster and take all the ups and downs sure to be experienced. Getting back to Cal Newport, his advice seemed too practical. To me, it said, don't take risks and don't try your hand at something new. It felt like something from a guidance counselor, something counter to the culture you've built, and I find myself confused at your enthusiasm for this sort of life experience. There must be some balance between the practical and the risky that I have not captured. Could you please help me to identify this connection I have missed? Thank you for all that you do. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Ryan. Well, we went straight to the source for this one, Ryan. I emailed Cal and said, I think that you missed the point a little bit, but Cal, and Cal agreed to a certain extent, but he, he went on to clarify, he says, I agree. He seems to have missed the main point. However, some thoughts from me. Again, this is Cal speaking. Many of us have become so used to hearing follow your passion and be true to your dreams that any advice that does not start and end there can hit our ear as unusual. But my main argument is that you having passion and drive or identifying a dream while good and a fine starting place is not by itself enough if you want to understand how people end up loving your work. The key trait seems to be that they have developed a rare and valuable skill and then use it as leverage to shape their working life. How you get there, be it as the result of a long simmering passion or a more calculated decision, it's not so important. In other words, it's great if you have a passion or a dream, but don't expect that by itself to yield much for you. I think that's brilliant, and I think that's something we didn't really touch much on in the show is that people use their career capital to then kind of 
chunk upwards and climb up the ladder or climb laterally around to create the career that they want, that they do love, that kind of evolves with them, not kind of, that definitely evolves with them and with you. So again, not just uh, not just you can't do it, you're not cut out to be an entrepreneur, give up on your dreams, but don't expect your dreams to jump out, smack you in the face and say, this is your job and your calling. So I totally get where you're coming from, Ryan. Uh, we don't mean to shock and jar you emotionally here, but we want to make sure you got the point and that it makes sense to you. I was hoping I could get your help with something. I finally got my first quote-unquote big boy job about three months ago, and I'm having a bit of a hard time. The guys here, especially my boss, love to bust each other's balls. I love to joke around and have no problem giving it back to them. However, being the new guy means I get it the worst. I normally have no problem laughing at myself and going with the flow, but recently it seems to be getting out of hand. Sometimes my boss can be extremely condescending and makes fun of me in front of the group. I get that it's all in good fun, but I'm concerned that it makes me appear incompetent and too weak to stand up for myself to others. I understand being a new guy means taking a little grief, but I'm afraid of falling into the office clown role. I don't want to appear too sensitive by saying something, but I'm also afraid I'm hurting my chances to advance in the company by letting the comments fly. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Signed, Bullied Billy. So, hey, Billy, don't join in to don't don't play along and don't feel the need to play along. But also, you don't have to resist it either. I mean, look, it's it's hazing. I'm not a huge fan. I think it's dumb, but I understand why people do it. And it has sort of to do with there's a lot of reasons, you know, cohesiveness, the culture of the company, uh, the way that these guys interact socially because they're maybe less skilled uh, or they seem to think that they are. Or there's some guys that are and it's the lowest common denominator type thing. Learn to take it in stride unless it's getting out of hand, in which case you need to do something about it. But let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Meet with your boss as well and let him know, hey, you know, this is cool. I don't mind you guys poking a little bit of fun at me or whatever. But um, make sure ask like this kind of almost fake clarifying question like, hey, I know you guys make fun of me like I'm dumb or incompetent. I just want to make sure that you're just kidding and that you don't actually think that because I want to improve. And that will make them a little bit more conscious of like, oh, man, you know, maybe maybe he's taking it seriously. And if, if that's only if you think they can kind of read between the lines here, they probably can and they might knock it off a little bit. Chances are now it's a habit. So they're just doing it because they've always done it. Maybe they'll take the hint. And last but not least, don't do the same thing with the next hire. There's a good chance other people in the office feel like this is kind of a dumb cultural thing that needs to end. And they're just doing it because everyone else is doing it. If you're the brave one and you don't haze the new guy, it might just end up kind of killing the whole thing off after a longer period of time, which is good because, as you can see, this isn't really good for the office in a lot of ways, at least not for you. And I'll leave you with this. This is a good sign. People like you or they would probably ignore you. So the hazing is kind of a dumb jock culture guy thing to show like, hey, this guy's accepted. He's one of us. We all went through this. If they didn't like you, if they really thought you were a knucklehead and they really disliked you, there's a good chance they would just leave you alone or the bullying would be hardcore because they'd want you to leave. If it's not to that level, I'd say you're probably just the new guy and that's just kind of how things are. But try some of those strategies above and let us know how they go. Jordan, you're a stud. <laughs> Thank you for what you're creating. I literally struggle to listen to other podcasts because you deliver such high quality content. I would love to know if there is any advice you have for helping me sell my wife on the art of charm. I drive a semi for a living, so I'm constantly listening to your podcast and learning new things that I then share with her. But she isn't the type of person that's interested in personal development. She has a hard time understanding why I feel a need to improve myself and go out into the world and then prove myself. 
I'm not sure how to explain it to her. She is very safety and security minded while I am a risk taker. We balance each other wonderfully, and if I could take her on every adventure I want to go on, this would be a non-issue. You can probably see how that's not an option, though. She agreed to let me go to boot camp under certain conditions that I'm happy to meet, but I really want her to be convinced, not just complacent. I love what you do and why you do it. Thanks again for everything, Deliberate Dad. So this really kind of comes down to personality type. It's not really a value judgment on her she has to see this through your eyes. She has to see AOC through your eyes, see how excited you are to attend without sort of maybe triggering any insecurity she has around you becoming, quote unquote, too good for her, too outgoing for her. She needs a little reassurance there. She needs to know your goals are social and business and not romantic and that you're not going to be out all the time without her or kind of leaving her in the dust. There's very few reasons do partners actually fear improvement on behalf of their partner in the one that really comes up most often is fear of loss. They're worried that you're going to get good at something or that you trying to get better at something is a signal that they're already not good at something. There's some sort of lack in the relationship. So maybe she's more quiet as well, I'd have to guess. Maybe she's more of an introvert and she's afraid that if your skill set in this area changes you, she might not be able to keep up. And you know, if she's never heard the show, maybe now's a good time to sort of introduce her to what we do, how it works, and get her taking part in this with you instead of just hearing about it secondhand and kind of worrying about what she might be reading between the lines. Hey guys, I need some advice about giving out advice. Let me explain. I'm a high school physics teacher and I work with a lot of upperclassmen. Since I'm only 24 and I just finished undergrad, the students naturally come to me with questions about college. I'm finding that they put so much emphasis on which college to go to and never think about what their end goal is. They don't have a reason for wanting to pursue higher education. They're just doing what everybody else is doing. Sometimes when my students come to me and explain their situation, I feel they shouldn't go to college at all and they should instead develop career goals and take a path towards those goals. Some careers will require college, but I don't think anybody should go to college, quote-unquote, just because. The question is, if I were about to graduate high school, what advice would you give me? Should I go to the most prestigious college that accepts me? Is it possible that college isn't for me at all? What if I make the wrong choice? Let me know what you think. Best regards, John. Hey, John, uh, first of all, thanks for being a high school physics teacher. Can't be that easy to be a teacher at all at any level. And uh, I know that you're kind of new and a lot of them are asking you about college because Mr. Cooper, who's 65 and about to retire, went to college in the 70s and isn't really relevant to what they're thinking or asking anymore. So you are in the role model slot, whether or not you like it. And you're right. A lot of kids will go to co most kids will go to college because they think they should and that's not really good anymore. That stopped being relevant about when I went there, but nobody really saw it then. And so, yeah, if you were about to graduate high school and you said, should I go to college? The questions, I wouldn't necessarily give you advice directly, but the questions I would ask are, what do you want to study and why? And the answer that we'd be looking for here is, are you looking for a trade are you looking to buy time because you don't know what else to do? Are you planning on learning something that you're particularly interested in? College happens to be the place for that. If you're looking to learn a trade, you don't have to go to the most prestigious college that accepts you. If you want to learn something because it's going to buy you time, then definitely don't go to college. And if you want to learn something because you're passionate about it, look at college and weigh the cost benefit of going to a school that only teaches that, if you can find one, or 
maybe learning on your own or maybe traveling and learning it or maybe going somewhere and working in that industry for a while. Because what I found, especially through law, is that had I gone to work at a law firm and like most people do who do go work at a law firm, they don't go to law school and they don't become lawyers because they realize it's not for them and that it's a terrible career path for many people and that a lot of lawyers are actually not happy. And seeing that firsthand instead of through the marketing material of your favorite law school can be a real eye opener. And it's very possible that college isn't for you at all. And that's fine. That's actually okay. That's the thing I think most people have to realize. College not being for you is okay. It's not a good thing to go to college because you have nothing else to do. It's just not. There are so many other things that you can do with your life with that time that will yield better results than going to college if you have no idea what it is you want to do. And you can always go later. It is harder, but you can go later. Last but not least, what if you make the wrong choice it's okay. If you make the wrong choice, this is actually a really good frame for the question. If you make the wrong choice and you're in college, you owe a lot of money and people are going to be disappointed in you, etc. If you make the wrong choice because you got a job after high school in an industry you thought you would like and you don't like it, people will say, oh, well, you know, you should go to college now or you should go do something else. And, you know, you earned a little bit of money. You learned what you didn't want, which is just as important as what you do want. So it's harder to kind of leave college because there's so much judgment and it's so expensive. It's easier to leave a bad job. It's easier to go travel and learn a bunch of languages and find out you want to go to college or you want to do something else. So the wrong choice is totally fine. Try to make the cheapest wrong choice that you can. That's really the name of the game here if you are worried about making the wrong choice and you don't feel strongly in one particular direction. Lennon and McCartney, Jagger and Richards, Watson and Crick, AJ and Johnny. What about the perfect duo when it comes to growing your business? Well, that's you and Shopify. That's right, Johnny. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling your own fire merch or promoting your productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, as well as millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. And AJ, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands that you love, giving your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash charm. Go to shopify.com slash charm now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash charm.
Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. All right, back to the show. Dear Jordan, this is super basic, but I feel like I can't be the only guy wondering, how do I hug a girl? I don't want to be a creep, but I also don't want to be her brother. I figure you're the man to ask. Signed, Hug Curious. You know, this is kind of a funny question because I, at first I was like, this is dumb. But I talked to the coaching team at the Art of Charm and, and you're right, it's basic, but believe it or not, we get this question kind of a lot. And uh, a lot of people who are very socially well-adjusted even if they're from American culture, especially those guys from other cultures, but even guys in American culture will ask this question. It's perfectly valid because I see a lot of awkward hugs. First of all, fully commit. If you're going to give her a hug, give her a hug. Don't go halfway and back down. Don't do the sideways weird thing. Don't do the weird butt out thing. It's just, it's strange. Keep it above the waist though. It's okay to touch people. Just don't be sleazy about it. This isn't an opportunity. This is you showing affection or engaging in a social custom, not a chance to grip something that you've always wanted to grip <laughs> and don't hope for too long. A three count is an eternity when it comes to hugging. I'm, I'm more about the one and a half. If you're not in the musical beats kind of guy, let's, let's stick with one. It's better to be a little bit short than a little bit too long. And bonus tip, if you want, you can pivot to the side after the hug and keep your arm around her. It's a killer move. But again, you know, this is friendship stuff. If it's somebody else's girlfriend, maybe maybe don't do that. But that's it. You know, the main thing for you and other guys is just to make sure you're not overthinking this and also not getting anxious about the process. So, I mean, that's really the thing that has a lot of guys blowing it. So good luck to you in, in your hugging endeavors. All right, next question. Hi, Jordan. First of all, I would really like to thank you and everyone at The Art of Charm for the amazing podcast you put on. I discovered it two years ago after my girlfriend of six years left me for someone else, and it was instrumental in pulling me out of my deep depression and regrowing my confidence. I'm writing to ask for your advice on a huge life decision I need to make immediately. My girlfriend and I have been together for six months now. She's an international student from China, majoring in accounting, and she'll graduate at the end of the year. She was planning to work in the U.S. permanently, and we have talked about our future plans for a while now. As she is soon to graduate, she's been interviewing with every large accounting firm in town, but continues to be rejected over having to sponsor her work visa. 
After doing some research, I found that getting a work visa in the U.S. is extremely difficult unless you possess some very specialized skills. I don't want to lose her, and I'm finding I love her more the longer we're together. I had been considering marrying her after a year or so, but suddenly our circumstances are pressing in order to let her stay in the U.S. I'm 28 and feel like I actually am ready to make this kind of commitment at this stage in my life. What are your thoughts on this? Is six months too soon to propose? Thank you. Your friend, Ken. All right. Normally, I don't opine so strongly on this stuff, Ken, but this is way too soon. You are still in the honeymoon phase. In other words, you're thinking more emotionally than you are logically about this. You're really into it. The problems and personality differences that inevitably arise in relationships have still not kind of hatched yet, congealed. I want to think of a grosser adjective, but I can't. They haven't quite come out of the egg yet here. So you're still really in a phase where you cannot make this decision well. And a lot of people around you are going to worry that she's using you, and that's fine, and it's easy to say screw their opinions, but you don't know if they're right at this point. It's just too soon. And here's the thing. You can do long distance. It's going to suck, but it is very possible, and it's possibly one of the best things you can do because once the honeymoon phase ends, if you, you're, you're going to kind of see, like, look, do I care enough to do long distance? And if, if you don't, then you definitely should not get married. And if you do, it's going to be painful for a little while, but you'll get over it, and then you'll be in a much, much better decision-making period. And last but not least, yeah, if you can get a job in China, that would be freaking amazing. You'd learn a ton. You'd have a chance to learn Chinese. You'd have a lot of fun over there. You'd go through a large growth period over there. And I hate to say this, it's going to sound like a rude thing to say, but you're going to see what aspects of, let's say, Asian women you're attracted to. Are you still attracted to the girlfriend in her home environment or just when she's exotic in the United States? There's a lot of things that you're going to see if you can go there and live that you won't see if you stay here in the States. And just do not get married after six months. Just trust me on this. That is my major, major, major point here. Anything else that you do, I totally get it. Do not get married after six months. I did a video this week about comparing yourselves to others and why we do it and how we can stop doing it as well as how it's more toxic than you might think at first. And I'll link to that post with the video and it can be found at theartofcharm.com slash FMF. That's Fan Mail Friday 48. I hope you all enjoyed that. Don't forget, you can reach us at Friday at theartofcharm.com. We read everything. We'd love to hear from you. Also, the Art of Charm Challenge at theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text charmed, that's charmed, to 33444. I want to invite you to that. It's step-by-step on how to become a better networker, better at making personal and professional connections, increase your personal social capital and your charisma. It's for both guys and gals. So check that out at theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text charmed to 33444. Quick shout out to gunnery sergeant joseph w whose wife turned him out of the podcast 20 years of service in the u.s marine corps primed for retirement we salute you sir i know some people say they hate it when other people say that but i'm going to say this anyway thank you for your service ross also listening in scotland will don a kilt and sword and drink some whiskey with no e if i ever end up over there i didn't know that in scotland they spell whiskey with no e but now i do are you in a strange land listening to my familiar voice if so hit me up i'll shout you out more from aoc at theartofcharm.com now have a great weekend get out there and connect and leave everyone better than you found them thanks everybody thanks for listening to the art of charm Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and more at theartofcharmpodcast.com.